Hello and welcome. My name is Kyle Nielsen, and this is How You Level Up, a podcast where I ask questions to help you become your best self. Today we ask, what is sadness? What does feeling sad do to your body and to your mind? Why do you experience sadness? Well, it's crucial to understand that sadness is a normal emotion, something we must learn to live with, handle, and unpack the root cause of. It's important to remember that sadness, just like anger, has a trigger and motivation behind it. It's a signal going off in our brain. Though it may sound counterintuitive, sadness is in fact a very active emotion. The purpose of sadness is to motivate us to feel strong and face life's adversities head-on. To do this, sadness forces us to slow down and focus. And then as a result, we become tired and less receptive to our surroundings. Sadness, like anger, compels us to take a step back from the outside world and instead look in to ourselves to comprehend what is taking place and why we are feeling this way. Sadness is an emotion that we all experience in different ways. It can be the feeling of emptiness or despair. We may feel sad because of life events such as a death in the family, losing a job, or breaking up with someone we care about. Sadness can be rooted in personal struggles and challenges that we all have to be able to work through. And sadness can also serve as an opportunity for us to pause and reflect on our lives and think about what really matters to us. Because when sadness strikes, you can take time for yourself to look inward and try to understand the reasons behind the emotion. It's normal to feel sad, but when sadness starts to consume us and interfere with our lives, that is depression. And when depression comes on, it can feel like it's taking over our life and there's no way out. So before we look at depression, there are four aspects of sadness. These four aspects include the cognitive aspect, which is the tendency to ruminate on negative thoughts and memories. There's the physical symptoms, which is the racing heartbeat or the feeling of shortness of breath. There is the emotional side, which includes feelings of hopelessness, despair, loneliness. And there are the behavioral changes which might look like withdrawing or avoiding activities. So, one by one. For the cognitive side of sadness, researchers have found that when a person is feeling down, the communication level between brain cells in certain regions goes up. This specific study couldn't tell if this increased communication of the neurons causes bad moods or if it's just a symptom but they were able to pinpoint which parts of the brain were most active. These areas of the brain for sadness are the amygdala, which is the region responsible for processing emotions, and the hippocampus, which is in charge of memory. The age-old idea that bad memories are closely correlated with negative emotions is at the heart of cognitive behavioral therapy, or CBT. Mental health experts use CBT to treat conditions such as depression and anxiety. The basis of it is that thoughts influence feelings, and feelings influence behavior, 
So if you can change your thoughts, you can change your feelings, and if you can change your feelings, you can change your behaviors. CBT is a great tool for helping to manage negative thoughts and behaviors associated with sadness. CBT asks us to identify our thought patterns and then replace them with healthier ones. One of those techniques is mindfulness. Mindfulness helps us become aware of our emotions and thoughts without judging them so that we can begin to understand them. So, now the physical side of sadness. This includes the feelings of the racing heart, tightness in the chest, or difficulty breathing. To address the physical symptoms of sadness, it's important to practice mindful breathing exercises. You could take deep breaths and focus on how your body responds as you inhale and exhale. This can help reduce anxious thoughts associated with sadness by having you focus on physical sensations. Exercise is also a great way to reduce sadness. Regular physical activity releases endorphins, hormones that boost your mood and create feelings of well-being. Exercise can also be an outlet for emotions such as frustration or anger and will reduce your stress levels. Then, of course, getting enough sleep is important when feeling sad because sleep helps the body recharge. And do you know what a sad face looks like? There are three main facial expression points that Paul Ekman, a renowned researcher, has identified. These three main points are the inner corners of the eyebrows pulling down and together, the upper eyelids drooping and the eyes looking down and the lip corners being pulled downward. Other bodily changes, like in the face, are drooped shoulders, hunchbacked, a low posture, and a down-tilted head. If you notice yourself exhibiting these physical markers, even a posture correction can help you feel a little bit better. And if you notice these physical markers on someone else, you can ask them how they're doing. Simple engagement could potentially bring someone out of the funk. And so now the emotional side of sadness. The emotional side of sadness is rooted in the cognitive, so our negative thoughts and beliefs. The key to coping is identifying the underlying source of your emotion and then finding a way to challenge these thoughts and replace them with healthier ones. Again, this is CBT. While it can take time and patience, it's worth the effort. For many people, there are also differing levels of sadness intensity. Moving from the least intense to the most intense, these emotions are disappointment, discouragement, distraughtness, resignation, hopelessness, misery, despair, grief, sorrow, and anguish. For many people, Sadness can be an overwhelming emotion when the signal is not identified and continues to build. This leads to feeling isolated, helpless, and hopeless, which brings us to the behavioral side of sadness. Some of the behaviors for sadness are commonly known for what they look like in depression. These behaviors include withdrawal from activities, work, or school, having little energy, maybe substance use, faking emotions, and overworking. For those withdrawing from activities, 
Feeling sad makes it difficult to focus on daily life. And feeling depressed makes it nigh impossible. Those who are sad might silently start dropping one or two activities from their schedules in the hopes that no one will notice. If a person has little energy, it's likely for the same reason that their sadness zaps energy and focus, making even simple tasks feel insurmountable. Substance abuse is one behavior to help remove the feelings of sadness and to experience something else, anything else. Faking emotions is also a go-to behavior in the company of others. Sad folks will often put up a facade of happiness to avoid being judged, to avoid the conversation of why they are sad. They engage in small talk because they would rather not discuss their struggles. Some might not correlate overworking with depression, but for some people it is a mechanism to bury their emotions. Work becomes an excuse to escape from the negative emotions they are experiencing. It's a subconscious behavior that offers temporary relief because it takes their focus off of the pain that they're feeling mentally. If someone is not used to being sad, has not entertained sadness as an emotion, they will feel and should feel sometimes that sadness can bring out anger. This reaction of getting angry when sad is a defense mechanism. The purpose is to defend the individual from the pain of feeling sad by expressing an emotion where they are more comfortable. Now, whether they're more comfortable with anger because that's how they were socialized, or because society told them that's how they should feel, that's up for the individual. Yet sadness is a very common emotion, one that in past decades has been pushed off to the side. The really scary part of sadness is when it leads to depression because depression is the silent killer. In 2020, the United States was two dozen people shy of 46,000 deaths by suicide. That's one suicide every 11 minutes. And there were 260 times more people who attempted it. Also, it was not a 50-50 split for the sexes because males made up 80% of the suicides. Why bring this up? What value is there in thinking about this? If nothing else, if you identify sadness before it becomes depression, you can help identify in yourself or in someone else a way to save a life. To be clear, sadness is not a bad emotion. It's only a signal. If you were taught at a young age that there are good emotions and bad emotions, I hate to be the one breaking it to you, but that's not true. Expressing emotions isn't good or bad either. Expressing your emotions is important for your mental health, for your longevity, and for your relationships at large. And so, when was the last time you felt sad and expressed yourself? Did you find yourself exhibiting any of those physical aspects? When was the last time you noticed that someone else was sad? Did you engage with them? Did you say anything to someone about it? And what might you do next time, now that you know a little bit more about sadness? Thank you for listening to another episode. If you're enjoying the show, open up the app you're listening to this on and hit the like or subscribe button and give a five-star rating. 
at least twice a week, you'll find a new episode asking you a new question, so you can strengthen your emotional independence, improve your communication skills, and upgrade your personal philosophy. So if there's a question you'd like me to dive into next, send it to any of these social media accounts connected in the show notes here. This is all about how you level up.